eventually the payment that your business operating account makes to your investment and savings account is the largest payment that it makes. Once you're at a place where that's happening, you are highly motivated to continue to grow your business. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about the four keys for real estate agents to effectively manage their money. This is really, really crucial to me because, you know, you'll always hear me preach against, you know, the vanity of real estate agents. You'll see people talk about how much they sell, how many units. We hear it out there all the time, um, you know, how much sales volume they have, the awards they get which is great. I mean, there is a correlation to high production and wealth in real estate, but it's not a straight correlation. Oftentimes, I cannot tell you how often people will you know, set sales records. Uh, we, we very often had uh, clients come to us. As many of you know, we coach many of the highest producing agents and teams and brokerage owners across North America at Eisenhower Coaching. And we'll have a client call us and say, hey, they're not our client yet, of course. And they'll say, hey, I was on my own and you know, I went to our company's national convention, walked across the stage, accepted the number one agent award for the entire company nationwide for most sales volume or most homes sold. And I'm broke and thought about declaring bankruptcy. It happens all the time. It's very easy to kind of, you know, chase that paper and get excited. I want to win the awards or I want to do this or I want to compete. It's very natural. Heck, I've been there way back when I sold real estate too. I did the same thing, lost sight of my real goal. And at ICC, we have a you know pretty cemented opinion on what that goal should be. <laughs> we hope you agree. And that goal is simple. It's we want you to increase your net income every year while also increasing the amount of time you have away from the business with your family and other personal pursuits you may have, like hobbies or what have you. So we want you to get more of your personal life back while you increase your income, right? So to do that, we have to actually manage wealth. We have to get you more wealthy. It just can't be enough about increased production. So to do that, we got to manage money because I can't tell you how many people sell a lot of real estate and they're just broke paycheck to paycheck or at the end of the year, they get smashed with the taxes they owe because they earned all this money and they think the only way to work harder is work more. And the problem with working more is I just have to pay more in taxes because then I have to pay this huge lump sum at the end of the year when I get pounded that way. That's not the way this works. I never have enough money to invest in rentals or enough Airbnbs or flip houses or developments or opening up mortgage companies or property management companies or investing in mutual funds or the stock market or whatever you want to do, or just saving money, whatever. I'll leave that up to you. I'm a big fan of investing in real estate, but I'll leave what you're going to do with your wealth up to you for now. If you coach with us, we might get a little bit more insistent on that. But regardless, for the point of this, for you managing your money, we want you to grow and save for your wealth. Okay. So that's the point of this. And so for managing your money, what we teach from a banking system, okay, is we want all of a real estate agent's income to go into a specific bank account. So we are going to ask you to set up, this is something we do with our clients, four separate bank accounts, okay? Four separate bank accounts. That's what I want set up. At minimum, you can have more, trust me. My wife runs one of the highest producing teams in uh, California. 
you know, she's got quite a few bank accounts. She's got a mortgage company and insurance company and other affiliate businesses, property management, along with her real estate sales business. And, and then I've got a bunch of businesses too. So we got tons of bank accounts. We keep things separate, not just for taxes, but for goal setting and, and profit and losses and financial management for budgeting, things like that. You start colluding too much stuff because you think it's simple. It's not when you want to know your numbers and figure out where you're going. To manage your wealth, it's next to impossible. So we really don't want to collude money into the same account from different businesses. So we just got to start, you know, I know people, most of you have already done that and that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Just stop, open up another bank account and start moving into that one. As simple as that. I mean, yeah, you'll have one year of, you know, your accountant's going to be a little bit of a mess trying to figure out that part of the year where you colluded it, but hell, you've been doing that, you know, this whole time anyway. So nothing new there. And then going forward, life's going to be so much easier. We're going to operate with these four. And number one, this is your first account. It's going to be your business operating account. That's number one. Um, number two is going to be your tax payment account. Okay. You're going to pay your taxes out of that. Number three is going to be your investment savings account. This is where you're going to save your wealth for all your investments. I talked about, you know, whether you're investing in real estate, the stock market, or just saving money, scrolling that away. That's going to go in your investment and savings account. And then lastly, your personal household expenses. These are going to be where you pay your non-business expenses, the expenses that you can't deduct for taxes that your accountant tells you to. It's just going to what it costs to, to run your family from a household standpoint. So those four accounts. So everything is going to funnel into the business operating account first. All of your income, all your business commission checks are going to funnel into that business operating account. And then you're going to pay all of your expenses for your business out of that operating account, all your business expenses. And then you're also going to pay monthly payments to these three other accounts, the tax payment account, the investment and savings account, and the personal household expenses account. So your business operating account is going to be the center of where all of your business income and business expenses gets paid out of. But then you're going to create these other three bank accounts kind of like monthly expenses that you need to make, okay? So they're going to be monthly expenses that you need to make. They're going to be big payments, man. They're going to be tough to make. First, we're going to start with your tax payment account. We're going to pay that on a monthly basis in advance, right? That's really important. This is something we preach. We're not going to pay our taxes at the end of the year based on how much we owe anymore. We got to stop that because we have no control over reducing our tax liability if we do that. If we pay estimated with a full service accountant, that has access to our business operating account, we're going to give him administrative access to it. So we can log in and keep your taxes up to date throughout the year. You are going to have to pay that accountant a monthly fee to do that. It won't be too much. It's certainly well worth it. And you'll be able to know your profit and loss statement you know, throughout the year. He'll be able to auto-generate that for you anytime you ask for it. It's simple because he's got accounting software that does it. And more importantly, he's going to know how much your estimated should be. He's going to know exactly how much to reduce your tax liability. And then come, you know, towards the end of a fiscal year, let's say, you know, October, you know, November, that's when he can say, whoops, you're having a much bigger year, man. We're going to have to pay our very last quarter, a lot of estimates. And, you know, you should probably go buy a new car cash right now so that we don't have to pay any taxes. Or maybe you should prepay all of your expenses for next year in advance, like your CRM monthly bill. Let's pay that this year to get it in this year to reduce your tax liability. Or let's pay a bunch of your marketing expenses in advance. Those are things we can do when we have a tax payment account because we're paying our taxes quarterly in advance. 
and we'll know what our exposure is going to be before the year is up. And we'll know exactly how much we need to spend to increase our expenses to reduce our profitability that is taxable, right? And then the next year, of course, we're going to have a lot of less payments because of it. That's what real businesses that operate with CFOs do. And we need an accountant that isn't just to prepare your taxes. We need one that operates as a CFO for your business too. That's a full service account that's actually forward-looking, helps you drive the car by looking out the front windshield rather than just looking in the rearview mirror and seeing what you owe based on last year's performance when it's too late to do anything about it, right? So that's why we use that tax payment account. He's going to tell you how much you should be paying monthly. And it's not going to just be based upon what you made or earned on last year's tax returns. That's what they usually do. If you let him have administrative access, he's going to see exactly how much you're making, whether it's more money than last year or whether you generated less income than last year. And you'll see whether your expenses have gone up from last year or down. So he'll know what your exposure is going to be. So you'll have real life changing quarterly estimated amounts that are really based on that current year's profitability rather than just trying to guess as to what our profitability is going to be this year when compared to last year's and paying the same amount every quarter. Um, and that's what a lot of people do too. And it's just not effective because we know sales volume and production and expenses go up and down from year to year in real estate. We don't operate like a W-2 salaried employee that gets paid roughly the same amount each year. Okay. So again, let's, that's why we have a tax payment account. Then you're going to pay into that account and generally speaking, overpay into it just to be safe. And you're going to see like, unlike most people, you may even get a return, a refund. A lot of our clients that make millions of dollars of income a year get refunds because they paid in advance and they've got a little left over in their tax payment account that they can actually then take over and put into the third account, the investment and savings account, right? At the end of the year, if you've already paid your taxes and you've got a, you've got a surplus in your tax payment account, you get to move that over. I know my wife loves it when when we get to do that with our accounts, because uh, all of a sudden our investment and savings account goes up. And then what we want to do in our investment and savings is this is how we make sure that we create wealth in real estate, right? That's where we're going to pick a set amount. And this is the should be the biggest payment you have to make every month, the biggest nut you have to crack monthly for your business. If you're doing it right, is how much you just set aside to let's say, I'll say we're going to buy rentals, but it could be anything. Like I said, stock markets, you know, IRAs, mutual funds, short-term, but we're going to say you're going to just buy rental, long-term rental property, just for, for this hypothetical, right? Um, a lot of our clients will, will set aside 5,000 a month, 2,000 a month, 10,000 a month. We have some clients that set aside 25,000 a month. And, you know, at the end of the year, you're going to, you're going to have a ton of money and you can kind of budget out. Hey, I mean, if I set aside, 10,000 a month, that means I'm going to have $120,000 set aside to buy rentals. And then I can do the math on that. Let's see what is, you know, the average rental in my, in my town, let's say it's $200,000. And if I put 20% down on that, that's 40,000. So I can buy easily with closing costs, two rentals a year with 20% down. And again, you may be able to put 5%, 10%, who knows? different financing options out there, but you can budget how much cash you need to store up to be able to buy. And, and you can back off that and say, well, that's how much I'm going to set aside for my investment and savings. And that motivates people and mo gives people motivation to increase their production, to lead generate for more leads, because you can see directly how your real estate sales business income will actually increase your wealth because you're actually saving and being able to turn around that very same year and create 
passive income for yourself through real estate investments in this example. It's much easier, but a lot of people, they lose motivation and they can't do tough activities like lead generate or recruit agents or grow their business or whatever they need to do to grow their business because they end up with no money at the end of the year. It's because they're not managing their money properly by having separate bank accounts with separate budgets and separate goals for each of them, right? So that investment and savings account is crucial, crucial to have really strict goals. And we're going to, so your business operating account is their business. Hopefully if we're doing it right, your business, eventually the payment that your business operating account makes to your investment and savings account is the largest payment that it makes. Once you're at a place where that's happening, you are highly motivated to continue to grow your business. So long as you're continuing and you have a business model, hopefully with an Eisenhower coach that helps you do this, where you actually get more free time back in your life too. But that aside for now, we want you creating that wealth because that'll provide you all the motivation you need to get through tough times, slow winters, low inventory markets, rising interest rate markets, you name it, because you still want to keep investing all the way through. And you can see that increased production gets you that. It really gives you a light at the end of the tunnel to follow and a light that gets bigger very visibly as you increase your wealth and your, your passive income. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break to talk to you all about something I'm really excited about. This year's ICC Summit is happening in San Diego at the Paradise Point Resort on its own island, surrounded by beaches in the middle of San Diego's beautiful Mission Bay. I mean, could there be a better venue? We have the entire resort and island to ourselves. And one thing that makes the ICC Summit so special are all of the great people that will be there. That's what I always hear after one of our summits. They always say, man, I met some great people too. Networking and new friendships are formed. And unlike most real estate conference, the mastermind sessions at the ICC Summit are exciting, fast paced, and led by many of North America's top producing agents, team leaders, and broker managers, not to mention our team of elite coaches and some well-known industry leaders too. We also believe in an interactive and participatory environment and that that provides the richest learning experience out there for our attendees. No boring keynote speeches here. It's a high-powered three-day event, September 6th through 9th, 2023. You can register today at ICCSummit2023.com. That's ICCSummit2023.com. You can find that link in the podcast description too. Register today and use the promo code PODCAST for $100 off your registration fee. So I hope to see you all in San Diego. And now let's get back to the podcast. Lastly, our fourth account and the third account that our business operating account pays into is our personal household expenses account. This is the one we want to keep lean. We don't want to grow this account. This is we want to try to live lean. This is you're going to pay all your all the expenses that your accountant tells you can't be deducted in your business, like groceries, you know, your home mortgage your utilities for your personal residence, you know, things like that, vacations. Now you're going to know how much your vacations are, right? You may have to borrow from your other accounts for a bigger vacation. You know, you might have to borrow from your investment and savings account to go on a $15,000 vacation to the Bahamas. If you're going to do that, you know, it might be that you have to buy one less rental property that year. So you're making really informed decisions about the financial future of your family unit. And that's what you should be doing, right? 
or you may have be under budget. You may cut back on other vacations. You know, I'd put in your, so we need to develop a household budget. And again, an Eisenhower coach can help you do that. You know, but there's plenty. I mean, you can go to the, you know, realist, you know, our Eisenhower coaching website, look at our blog and search. We've got budget templates in there, uh, budget templates, uh, real estate budget schedules to help you build out both your business budget and your and your domestic household budget too. It's very easy. Add up all your expenses and then how much you're going to get paid to run your household from your business. And we want to keep that as, as lean as possible, right? Because we want most of your extra wealth to go into your investment savings. And we know what has to go into your tax payment account. That's whatever your accountant tells you, right? So we want to keep, we want to live lean on the domestic front so we can build wealth faster. Now, I want you to take vacations and stuff. That's great too. But we're going to build that into your monthly budget for your household, right? So if, you know, if we know we want to go on three vacations that are expensive this year, maybe we have to devote. $2,000 a month to vacations. That's $24,000 we're going to spend on three pretty big vacations. You know, I don't know what the number is, but you can get a pretty good idea of what that will cost you based on airfare and room and board and eating and expenses on vacation. And then we can back off, make it monthly and make sure you're stockpiling, right? You can even put it into your investment and savings account or create a separate vacations account. I'm fine with that as well, too, and make a separate payment to it so you have money allocated for your vacation so you can go guilt-free. Totally cool with that. Again, four banking accounts is a minimum amount to roll with here. Okay. So I hope this helps you guys. You know, these money management tips for real estate agents really focuses around having those four accounts, man. As a recap, it's one business operating account. Okay. That is going to make monthly payments into three other accounts. So four total accounts. The first of the three accounts we're going to pay into are the tax payment account then the investment savings account, and then the personal household expenses account. So we're going to run with those four at a minimum. If you want to break it down even further and have other bank accounts for things like vacations or other businesses or investment opportunities, I'm totally cool with that as well too. Guys, I hope this helps. Can't wait to see you at the next show. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Brian Eisenhower podcast. You can learn more about ICC at EisenhowerCoaching.com. That's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R.com. You can also enroll in one of our many online courses at ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com. That's ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com where you'll find the most expansive real estate training library in the industry. We also offer custom training portals for real estate teams and brokerages looking to give all of their agents access to our expansive course list of courses and training systems. Some companies even take it one step further by purchasing versions of our courses and systems that are white label branded to their specific real estate organizations. Also, be sure to subscribe to Eisenhower Coaching's YouTube channel to watch new video content that we put out each and every week. And again, be sure to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals by searching for the Real Estate Agent Roundtable Group. With all of that said, thank you again for joining us today and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast.